Let's keep on putting our hands together for Jesus. Come on. Let's magnify him. He's worthy of praise. You alone and you alone, Jesus. Deserve all the glory, all the honor. We love you with all our hearts. We love you, Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastors Dan and Fee and the leadership of uh, Life Church for having me. Um, yes, we had a little bit of an incident last time I was supposed to come. And uh, it happened again. I actually only came in about two or three this morning out of Costa Rica. Um, I left at 11.15 in the morning. And... Um, my flight was delayed three times again. Um, so um, I made it to bed around um, three, what, four this morning. And uh, I'm flying out tomorrow morning at, uh, I think, five. So I'll be at the airport at three. Um, I just came out of Costa Rica. Wow, what an amazing move of God. Before that, it was with, we were the conference this past weekend with the hub and Joshua Mills and Heidi Baker and those people. Wow, amazing. So the Lord is doing such amazing things in the earth. Um, I'm so, so incredibly privileged to be a part of that. Uh, I wanted to find out where do we get that chili oil? Because <laughs> I know the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the with fire part, I think if I get the chili Oil that might like help a little bit with that. I wonder if we could have the lights the way we had it during worship. I'm not sure. If you could just quickly change that a little bit. I just want to ask you to do something. So if you, perhaps it's already visible. If you can find a shadow somewhere, just look down. Either find your shadow, which will probably be ideal. Just find your shadow. When you do, can you make any form of motion that is reflected in your shadow? Any form of motion. Now I'm going to ask you just to raise one hand. Use one hand and see what's happening in your shadow. You are testifying to me that is your right hand that's reflected in your shadow and is doing the identical thing that you are doing, correct? So in other words, when your right hand is raised up, your shadow is not raising up its left. Correct? So you are confirming again that your shadow does not have a will of its own. It's reflecting what you are doing, right? You're seeing that? All right, so that has been established. It's not something you need a revelation for. It's just the way it is. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you that your word doesn't return void to you, but accomplishes that for which you send it out. Like Pastor Dan mentioned earlier on, we ask that you illuminate our hearts, our spirits, flooded with light. The light of understanding, the light of revelation. That, Lord, we move from information, from information to the encounter that Peter was privy to when you said to him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. 
that that will be the dimension from which we operate. Like, like Pastor Dan said earlier, that we don't live for, but we live from. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So very briefly, I want to talk today about the divine setup. That is the way I would like to call it, the divine setup. I'm a PK. I grew up in a Pentecostal church when I opened up my eyes. Um, uh, my father was a, a pastor. I, I drank Pentecostalism from my mother's breast, if you would. Um, lots of religious patterns and just, you know, I could do church. You can wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I could, I could, I know how to do that. I've seen life and my walk with God through the eyes of sermons, the interpretation of people, you know. And yes, I've had encounters with the Lord here and there, but there was a turning point. When I had an encounter with Jesus and he told me, you're actually approaching this from a wrong perspective. Come with me. I want to show you how I've designed it. And this was just for me. I'm not saying this. And so part of that process was going back to the book of Genesis where he showed me this and it revolutionized my life. Let me backtrack one step and then I'm going to go into it. So I'm one of nine children. My dad was a late bloomer. He married in his mid-late 30s. Always wanted um, boys. He had this obsession to continue his legacy and his name. And so I'm touching on that because of what you shared, what happened in Bath. And I want to say that there is a concentration of the Holy Spirit right now in the earth and on the church on legacy, on inheritance, reaching back to past generations and recognizing that God is the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. So you will be standing right now in grace and blessing and favor and reach the spiritual deposits of grandmothers and great-grandmothers and great-great-grandmothers that have prayed into the future. Seeing you and blessing you and speaking purpose and destiny upon your life. And you, you've been within their womb. And right now you are standing with all the blessing of an unbroken connection with God through past generations and the truth of that God wants to not only you be aware of in your life but the power of that sending that truth into generations to come your children your children's children your children's children's children there is a tremendous onslaught to wipe out the seed of God in the earth to distort and pervert the prophetic image of God in the earth. Husband and wife is a prophecy. You are a picture of Christ and the church. Satan is on a ruthless onslaught 
to destroy that image. So that's why he invented Steve and John and Eve and Sarah to pervert and distort the image of Christ. Okay. So my father, going back to the story, my father had this obsession to be, um, you know, to have boys. So they fell pregnant. Um, firstborn was a girl, my brother. He was a very happy cup overflowed. Let me fast forward. Oh, go a little faster. Soon after that, Jesus appeared to him in a dream and said to him, You're going to have twins. Name the firstborn Adam and the secondborn Solomon. The firstborn will serve the nation of Israel. And the secondborn Solomon will travel the world and lead millions of souls to me. Minister to the body of Christ globally and lead millions of souls to me. Write this down and seal it in an envelope. He did that. A couple of months later, five, six months later, they discovered they were pregnant. My dad recalled a dream and he knew this was it. So he gave my mother the letter after the encounter, said, hold on to this now till the day you give birth. 21st of March, 19-something, uh, my mother went into labor and she didn't know she was expecting twins. So she gave birth to a boy and the doctor said, push mother, there's another, mama, there's another one. And out came moi. My dad just stood there and wept. When things settled down, he asked my mother, where is that letter? Remember that I gave you. She directed him, came back to the hospital, handed to her. She opened it up. There she was reading this prophecy. And on her breast was the fulfillment of that prophecy. For the sake of time, I want to fast forward. So I wanted to become a CPA. I registered. I did a finishing school at a beautiful place called Hilton College in Peter Maritzburg. And um, then I went to University of Cape Town to enroll in a commerce degree to be study to become a, a, a CPA. My brother did his course. He always wanted to be a teacher. He taught the chickens back home when he was a little boy. When you discover him, it's like all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> and he just do that all the time, you know. So he became a teacher, brilliant guy, mathematician, always first in the class. I'm, of course, was like. <laughs> the Lord interrupted my study, says, this is not what I called you to do. This is what I called. I immediately stopped enrolled for Bible school. At the age of 20, I was in full-time ministry. My brother started his teaching career. One morning, he woke up and said, I want to serve the nation of Israel. He joined Bridges for Peace. Um, and I've been serving them ever since. Now watch this. My father and mother didn't talk to us about the encounter. Until both of us found our calling. Then they said, they sat us down and said, let me tell you the circumstances of your birth. And so from that point onwards, I've been traveling the world. I've been doing exactly what God said. 
traveling and ministering to the body of Christ and have led uh, people to the Lord. And God has placed in my heart to lead 100 million souls to Jesus and has given us a plan and a blueprint for that. I'm saying that because it has relevance to what I'm going to share. So he took me back years later now. This, I have this encounter. He said, I want to talk to you about the divine setup. And the divine setup is just what you've witnessed. It's the reality and the shadow. Every time you walk and you see your shadow following you, this is a prophecy. My shadow does not have a will of its own. It does not work. It does not initiate. It only reflects what I'm doing. Spanish will say solamente. Nada más. And God spoke to my heart and said, and I want to show you from Genesis to Revelation, that the way I have designed life on the earth to be, in relation to me and in relation to heaven, is the reality shadow relationship. Heaven? Well, let's backtrack. I, God, and where I dwell and where my kingdom operates from, who I am and what I do proceeds from this realm, the realm of reality. Everything on the earth about me, about who I am and what I do is a reflection, is a shadow. That is the divine setup. That's how I designed earth and heaven to interact. It's a dance. It's a dance. My shadow is dancing with me. Do you see that? My shadow is not going forward right now. My shadow is not pausing. It's doing exactly what I am doing. So. This is how God has designed life on earth. Both in relation to God and man. And secondly, in relation to what we do versus what God does. Two distinct realities. So number one, the divine setup is based on divine order. That is the first thing that is primary. And he reveals that to us in Genesis 1.1. In now, 
I don't want to go there, but let me quickly say this. The, the Hebrew language and the Greek language does not have a definite article. So when we read Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Forever that I can remember in all the commentaries and all the teachings, all the education that I've received in Bible training, it referred to a time, meaning in the beginning of time, God created. Jesus once spoke to me, and I say that not flippantly or just lightly. He said this to me, what if beginning does not refer to a time but a person? I said, what? He said, yes, I am beginning. So if you go back to the original, it doesn't say in the beginning. It says in beginning, in him, God created all things. Now you go to Colossians 2 and you can find it there. You go to John 1, you'll find it there. In, not the beginning. So John the Revelator, John in John 1 says, just in case you are wondering who the beginning is. In beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And all things were created by him. And without him, nothing was created. Colossians now goes forward and says, all things were created in him. And in him and by him, all things consist. They are held together. So the order in Genesis 1.1, all things, and I've looked up that word in the Greek and the Hebrew, all means all. All things that are created are created in Him. That gives it its legitimacy. If it is not created in Him, who is creating it? All things. Without Him, nothing has its being. Here is the order. Genesis 1.1 In beginning, God created. The earth and the heaven? No, that's twisted. That's upside down. In the beginning, God created heaven, earth. Heaven is first. So Jesus comes later and tells you, I want to just remind you, seek first the... Uh -huh. This is the order. Now, Everything that is created from that point onwards in the earth. Everything in the earth is a response or a reflection from what comes from above. The word. And God said, let there be. Heaven manifests. 
And God said, let there be. Earth responds, yes. The earth is like a womb. The earth is like a woman. You cannot birth anything through the womb without the seed. The womb responds to that. The womb doesn't just begin to bear. It's been designed like that. The man is the initiator. It's all designed in the system. The man is first. So husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. She can be as wrong as wrong can be. No doubt. So you waiting for her to come to you to say, I'm sorry, God says, Mm-mm. you are the initiator. You take her sins upon you. And when you say, I am sorry, but actually because you are one, you're standing in the gap for her, you are delivering her and setting her friend. She says, no, honey, I'm actually wrong. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, saving her by the washing of water by the... Mm -hmm. We're talking about the divine setup. How God has designed this thing. Now, if you have another design or another plan, I suggest you go to Jupiter or Mars and go and do your thing there. But on the earth, this is the design. I believe. So we're talking about things now. Plants, animals, stuff. Even they are a reflection of his word. But then it comes to the crown of his creation. Genesis 1, 26. This is what God does up to, up to 25. But now he says, let's come to me, our being. <sighs> So, now he says, let us make a shadow of ourselves. Let us, let us make a shadow of ourselves on the earth. Let us make a reflection. Let's make an image of us. That who we are in identity, who we are, different to what we do, who we are, will be reflected in this realm. And then, whatever this being does in the realm of the earth, the design is, the divine setup is, that this being doesn't initiate anything. The way I designed the setup for this being we're going to make in first Genesis, Genesis 1 26 is all that they will do in their being is a reflection. It's notable.
for you and I to understand that the first day Adam opened his mouth, his eyes, was the seventh day, the Sabbath. That's the first day on the earth. He was created on the sixth day, the first day. He, he opened his eyes in rest. In the Sabbath. And the design was that Adam would forever be, not do, be, in that place of rest. By being the reflection. Life on earth for the human race in the design. Genesis is the book of beginnings, where we get our book, our word from genetics, genealogy, our origin. Is God designed you and I to be an image in our being of Him? It's no pressure on us. No pressure. My shadow is not doing the moving. I'm doing the walking. My shadow is reflecting me. I decide to lift up my left hand. My shadow only does what he sees me do. When I, decide, when I lift up my left hand and my shadow decides to lift up its right hand, my shadow has not taken on a life of its own. It's deviated from the design. It has now acquired its own will. And that is okay. But it no longer represents me. It's got its life of its own. You want to do your thing? Adelante. I don't even use a good, like, bless you. That is not there. I would just say, good luck. But you, shadow, you're no longer mine. You're not reflecting me. I don't know who you're representing and what you're representing, but you're no longer my shadow. So in the design... Let us, triune God, make this being called man as a shadow of us in this realm. And everything that will take place in this realm, both their being and their doing, will only be a reflection of us. That's the design. The Spanish would say poderoso, powerful. It was done. It's great. God created male Adam both as a male and a female spirit, was one. Male and female, he created them, Adam. Then he take took male, female Adam. Come and stand here, please. This is Peter, by the way. Peter, say hi to them. Look, Tetelesta, it is finished. Peter has offered to drive me today because he knew I'm going to fall asleep. So 
He just got married a couple of weeks ago. I had the privilege to officiate for them. He's a student of lifestyle and uh, he's living here, married a beautiful blonde. He met her the first time and he was just like, Lord, I declare and I claim and I frame that Mariah is my wife in the name of Jesus. He was, that's all. And then, well, it happened. I guess it worked. So, uh, yeah, amazing man of God, loved Jesus, loves the lost, and uh, he's going to go uh, many places and do great things for the Lord. So, um, so I want to show you. So, male and female, Adam. Spirit, so God always creates twice now. So remember, heaven and earth are two realities. Whatever God does, he does on both planes. Heaven is the realm of creation. Earth is the realm of reflection. Heaven is the realm of creation. Earth is always the realm of manifestation. Nothing of God originates on the earth. Nothing. Nothing of God originates the earth. It originates in the realm of heaven, and it only reflects on the earth. That is the divine setup. You have to understand that as a believer, as a Christian. If you don't understand the divine setup, you will invent your own, and your Christian walk will be a real struggle. See? So God creates Adam and Eve first. Where's everything created? It's in spirit, in that realm. Now it's reflected on the earth. So he makes a house out of red clay. He's pregnant with them, Adam and Eve, and he... I did brush my teeth, I flossed, and also drank um, that goggled stuff. Right? <laughs> so now, in this body is Adam and Eve spirit in the house. That's all that this is. This I'm talking about. House. For the sake of going fast. Um, Romans, Romans chapter 5 says, I'll give you the address. Romans 5, 14, I'm going to read it. But death reigned from Adam and until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of Adam's violation of the law. Listen. Who is the image or the shadow of him who was to come? Jesus. So Jesus, second Adam or last Adam, please stand. This is Jesus. Oh, no, no, yeah. So Adam, first Adam, second Adam or last Adam. This Adam, when he was created, is created as a type and a shadow of Christ. This is now a horizontal shadow. Okay, I'm going to come to that point. But in his original creation, this is a vertical reflection from heaven to earth. 
But scripture says, 1 Corinthians 15, as all sinned because we were in Adam, all of the nations were inside of him. When he sinned, all of us sinned. So Adam gave us the gift of unrighteousness by committing one act of unrighteousness. This Adam, by doing one act of righteousness because we are in him, gives us the gift of righteousness. Same deal. Okay. But I want you to see this. Adam now, when he's formed, when is he formed on the? His body is completed on which day? On the sixth day. I'm, I'm going to try and keep this so fast. Okay, the sixth day. Now, and this is literal 24-hour days. But God's Kairos calendar works on another plane also. Six days works congruently with 6,000. So a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years like a day. So when one day corresponds to 1,000 days. One day in Genesis 1 corresponds to 1,000 days of God's redemptive plan. Four days correspond to 4,000 years of God's redemptive plan. Just to give you an idea. On the fourth day, what was made? The sun and the moon and the stars. Before that, there was no sun. Day three, no sun. Day two, no sun. Day one, no sun. Where did the light come from? Out of his mouth. <laughs> Let there be. So on the fourth day or the 4,000th year, from Adam, on the 4,000th year, Jesus walks into the earth and he says, the fulfillment of Isaiah, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light is dawn. And he comes into the earth and says, I am the light of the world. You know that sun that was created on day four? I am that. That is a prophecy of me. You see how that sun broke the darkness? That is a prophetic word of me. I am that light. It happened exactly from the time Adam sinned to the time that Jesus walks into the earth is 4,000 years or the fourth day when the sun was worked. I'm showing you just parallel shadow realities. So, when God literally makes Adam the body of Adam and completes it on the sixth day, he is sending a prophecy forward to the 6,000th year or the completion of the 6,000th year or the sixth day in spiritual terminology where the body of the second Adam will be completed. What is the year right now on the civil calendar, the Jewish civil calendar? No, that's the Gregorian. Just tell me, what is the year? Give me the exact one. You can Google it. There's something called Google on your phone. Just quickly Google it and then just tell me. What is the year? What is the year right now in the civil, Jewish civil calendar? We don't have to guess it. We can know. Teach us. You're taking my time. I'm going to take extra time. All right. 
It's on the sixth day, now corresponding to 6,000 years, that the body of Adam will be completed in the earth. Now, when God created this being on the sixth day, where was Eve? She was in him. When Adam was walking around, Eve was inside of him. If any man is in Christ, it's a brand new creation. Not if anyone st stops drinking and stops doing stuff. No, 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 no. Just get yourself in him. So right now, present day reality, we are in Christ like Eve was in Adam. So the truth be told, the truth be told. To be, to have this proximity, to have this closeness is closer to the, than the shadow. to say people pray Lord I want to be closer to you my question is how closer can this bread be in the spirit that is a wrong prayer it's a revelation of one's ignorance you are in him you cannot get closer than that Unless you have another revelation, I'm just saying. Draw me closer, Lord. Do this, some prayers. Like pour out your spirit again. He already poured out his spirit. Why are you asking him to do something you already did? Don't just stuff that you pick up oh that's a nice phrase let me let me get that well i must remember that next time i pray i'm gonna say shut the atmosphere what does that mean just saying jesus confronted me on that and this is what came out of that so you get the picture christ church 5782. I'm not saying he's coming in the next 220, uh, 218 years, but it's very possible. The sixth day will be clo close, and then the seventh day, the year of, day of Sabbath, the next thousand years, the millennial reign. Thanks, Adam, too. Adam, one. Thank you.
So he told me about the divine setup. Divine order and now the setup. Adam is a ease. He's not going to be ease. The highest expression of God in the earth as an image. He cannot become more of an expression of God. In the totality of his being, he has been created as the shadow. Of El Elyon, El Shaddai, Jehovah. Now we know in order for this image to be perpetuated, to be reproduced, God has to put Adam to sleep, get into his side. But the ancient says, Adam, just lie down, please. Come. Lie down here, please. On the stage is probably better, but it's fine. Just lie down here. They believe he was not just a little slit on the side and then pulled out a rope. They believe, the ancients, that Adam was split in half. God can do anything. It makes sense. And then he closed up this one being. And now Adam is represented in two physical bodies. Immediately when that happens, God opens his mouth. Immediately when he performs that surgery, he says, For this cause will a man leave his father and mother, and the two will become one flesh, because in the natural it looks like it's two separate entities. But I want to hold before you the reality of the spirit life and the spirit design. They are actually one. And everything that I will birth, I will birth out of that unity. Nothing that you will reproduce will come outside of that unity. Thanks, Adam. You can wake up and sit. <laughs> so that is the design. He gives it to us in Genesis 1. Boom. Stop. Now let's move forward. So Adam, uh, uh, Satan, he watches all of this. Oh. I wonder what he's doing. All right. Hmm. I'm a spirit too. He's a spirit. Okay. He wants to reproduce his image in the earth. Hmm. He's going to use them. Okay. I get it. So, he's thinking, if I can hijack this being, And put my spirit inside of them. I can reproduce my image in the earth. My reflection can come into the earth through that. But how do I do that? I'm not going to go to this guy because he came out of, you know, Eve was made later. So I don't know how strong he is. I remember the last time I went up there and I fought that battle trying to become like him and take over his place and no longer be a shadow. And I do my thing. I was kicked out. I lost very badly. 
So, so I don't know your strength and your capacity. So let me go to Eve and say, hey, baby, can we talk? <laughs> so we walk into the garden, snakeskin jacket, snakeskin tights, snakeskin shoes, snakeskin belt, snakeskin iPad. And he just came to Eve and he said, I've, I've thought WhatsApp is what they say in Chicago, like WhatsApp. I said, bro, that's so yesterday. There's one better than that. It's just sup. <laughs> so he comes to Eve and he says, sup. And he just strolls along. That's just day one, you know. See you later. And he does this several times. So, and Eve's beginning to think, to wonder, hmm, interesting fellow. This snake thing that talks. wonder what he's got to say. And so she manages. She, he manages. Now remember in the spirit, Adam. This is Adam and Eve in the natural, in the garden. But in the spirit, this is how they look. Satan does not want to address this. Because he wants to become that. His plan is to take off the head of Adam in the spirit. Because he's after the womb, you see. This is what births. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm done. I've got two minutes. Sorry. Uh, it's 12, I'm, I don't know why I was thinking 12.30. Sorry. 12.15. I'm done. Okay. I'm wrapping it. Five minutes. Five. No, no, no. No, 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 no. He said. And the clock is confirming that. Okay. Can I have five? May I have five minutes? I'm going to wrap this up. Okay. So, Adam take. Uh, Satan's plan is in the spirit to disrupt this design. So fast forward, he comes to Eve, say, babe, I want to talk. I want to let you know he made you inferior, incomplete. And perhaps you are not that important as he because he's the crown of creation in the design of how he made you. Because he is the head in this design and you are the body. But babe, I've got an offer for you. But I need you just to like separate from him, okay? See, break this design. Stop. Eve, what are you doing? Adam is asking. Nothing. <laughs> Eventually, when this thing goes down, the Bible says Adam was there. He was standing next to her. But he said nothing. Perhaps he was just tired and fed up and said, you know, I already told you. Just do whatever you want to do. She decided to, to break the design. But here is the deal. When, this is what, let me backtrack. Satan sold to Eve something. He said, you are not enough. 
He made you incomplete. Your identity is not complete. He made you a little inferior. And I have the secret for you to become more than what you are right now. But you have to disconnect from being the shadow and the image. So I will have to kill that. That's my plan. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm selling to you the lie that if you watch this, or remember, they already are. They are the image of God in the earth. There's nothing they must do in order to become that. All that they have to do is eat from the tree of life. Partake of the experience of him who is life. And they will just continue to remain and be who they are. But Satan told them, you are not enough, Eve. You are incomplete. And in order for you to become like God, there's something you must do. In order to become. Your identity hinges on what you do. You said, okay. And she did it. She disconnected. Now in the spirit, she, dist- she disturbed the design. So in the natural, there were two bodies, Adam and Eve in the garden. But in the spirit now, after the fall, before Adam ate, before Adam ate, Eve's body was here with the head of a serpent now. She was now under the headship. The government, the design of the snake. Thank you. Two minutes and then I'm going to try and wrap this up. From that point onwards, her spirit dies. The reflection, she's no longer there. The reflection is gone. She's no longer the reflection of God in the earth. Her husband, at this point in time, Adam, is perfect, holy, righteous. He hasn't eaten from the fruit yet. But next to him is a woman who has become sin. Dead. But he loves her. In order to be with her, because there's a wall of separation between them now. In order for him... To be with her. Because they now totally separate and divide it. He has to eat of the fruit and become sin. And in that the gospel is preached. He who knew no sin. Became sin. So that we can become the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Now, this was just the foundation for this, for this sermon. I'm, I, I didn't go where I wanted to go. I'm, no, I'm closing. I've got to be at another service at one o'clock. The takeaway is the lie of the enemy is if you do this and 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 do this, you will become. You are already The reflection of him because you are in Christ. I suggest enjoy being the shadow 
Okay. Wherever you are not the shadow in your being and your doing, get realigned. This image thing. So let me just say these truths and then I'm gone. So the initial truth of Adam in his perfect state is a vertical reflection. But after Adam and Eve become sin, there's no longer vertical reflection. They're no longer the reflection of God in the earth. It's dead. So the best that God can now do is to have a horizontal reflection. So the Bible says the law or the Old Testament is a shadow of the reality of Christ. Everything in the law, all the Old Testament now serves as the shadow, as the tutor, as the schoolmaster. Because here is the shadow of the podium. What the law is now designed to do is, if you start in the shadow in Genesis, like I just mentioned, Adam, when God created Eve, it was a reflection. When he ate of the fruit, it was a reflection of Jesus on the cross. All that the law, the Old Testament was designed to be was a shadow. If you would follow the shadow Israel, you will come to the reality. That is what God designed your life and mine to be. Be an imitator of me as I am of Christ. When people look at you and say, wow, I like that shadow. You say, well, I'm just reflecting. I want to know who you're reflecting. Jesus. And so, closing now. When Jesus comes and he dies, he says, I came to seek and save that which is lost. What does Hebrews 1 say? What does Colossians 1 says? What does Romans 8 says? Jesus is the brightness of God. The express image or shadow of his person. Jesus came to restore what was lost in the garden before the fall. So that this intermission of the horizontal shadow will no longer be. And we will come back to being the vertical shadow reflection of him so romans 8 in closing says those whom he foreknew 29 8 29 romans 8 29 those whom he foreknew he predestined those whom he predestined he called those whom he called he justified those whom he justified he glorified to be conformed to the image of him closing if you are not the image, in person or in doing, John 5, Jesus says, I only do that which I hear and see the Father does. I do nothing on the earth if it's not a reflection of the reality of heaven. So Jesus says, this is how you pray. Don't pray from earth to heaven. No, that's the wrong way of praying. Pray from heaven to earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everything I do, I don't initiate for you and ask you, bless me. No. I see what you do, whether it's a job, whether it's a car, whether it's a house, whether it's a jeans that you buy. Yes, even up to that. I want to be the shadow reflecting the reality of your being and your doing. I pray that you get this in Jesus' name. Sorry, I almost gave you a No, you've got to pray for us. Solomon, you're not going unless you pray for us and bless us. Every single one of us. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm standing here. Number one, first. I want to be the reflection of Jesus in the earth. 
But it's not a prayer. It's a reality. Thank you that I am the reflection of Jesus in the earth. Thank you that each one here is the reflection of you in the earth. I pray for my brothers and sisters, Lord, and I pray for us corporately. We are the body of Christ. May we live from heaven to earth. May we be that open conduit that Jacob saw and that Jesus spoke of in John 1. I see the heavens open and a ladder, a DNA ladder from God to the head of Jacob. What was Jacob doing? He was sleeping. He was resting. And then he said these words, This is Bethel, house of God. The church is the place of the open portal from heaven to earth for God to reflect His nature, His image, His love to a dying world. Let it so be for Life Church. This name is what God has called you as a church and as a ministry to carry, to be the personification of wherever you go, death will be swallowed up because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let it be so in Jesus' name.